Welcome, you're listening to Ask the Doulas, a podcast where we talk to experts from all over the country about topics related to pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and early parenting. Let's chat. Thanks for listening. This is Kristen, co-owner of Gold Coast Doulas and co-host of Ask the Doulas, and I've got Jaren Solop with me today. Welcome, Jaren. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, I'm excited to chat. So Jaren, you are the author of the Postnatal Cookbook, as well as a nutritionist. And so you're a registered dietitian and an international board certified lactation consultant. I am. Yes. I love to be able to combine those two. And I um, use both of those credentials that I have in my private practice. That's fantastic. And so obviously you with working with women um, throughout pregnancy and especially in the postpartum time, it makes sense that you would be able to give your clients um, your cookbook and so on. So I've I know you shared it with me maybe about four or five months ago, and I love all of the recipes. Everything's, you know, easy to do. And our postpartum doulas have even been able to make some of the snacks for their clients, which has been fantastic. Oh, I love that. So tell us a bit about your journey with creating the cookbook and, um, you know, about your passion in working with women, Mm -hmm. especially in the postpartum time. Absolutely. Well, so, you know, my interest in my practice kind of aligns, they're all interconnected. Um, The cookbook is really something that, you know, falls so well within what I hope to offer women through my practice, which is simple evidence-based tools to be able to support postpartum. And I think like many of us in in birth work, we um, either have always known that it's something that we want to move towards and maybe we stumble a little bit through different career paths to get there or our own journey becoming a mother really just validates and solidifies that interest. Um, And I would say it's kind of a combination of the two. I studied um, women's studies in college and then gradually transitioned to doing my nutrition studies. But I always knew I was going to kind of work in this area. I wasn't quite sure what specifically that was going to mean for me, but I knew that I was going to be somewhere along those lines. And, you know, I had my daughter um, very young. I had a pretty storied past with um, a rocky relationship with food and body image. I struggled with an eating disorder and my early journey of motherhood was still very early on in my recovery. So I started to really understand a lot more about, you know, not only um, that layer of my recovery of coming to find a new relationship with food, but also understanding like how impactful my relationship with food and body image was going to be, you know, having a daughter and becoming a mother and thinking about, you know, not only breastfeeding, but having to feed my daughter um, and how complex so many of those feelings really became when I had my own, you know, concerns around food. So, Um, It felt really isolating at the time, you know, my daughter's nine now and, 
you know, I think there were probably people talking about it, but the eating disorder field is still like very new. So we weren't having a lot of these conversations about how, you know, postpartum can be a really vulnerable time for individuals in recovery or just any food or body image concerns overall. So, you know, now I think we're doing a better job of having these conversations. So that's really my hope with Full Circle is, um, you know, it is that like bringing it full circle. It's about supporting women in their own healing, you know, with food and body image, but also if they need support in, you know, feeding their baby um, so that we're not passing on any of these concerns to our children. And we're really stopping that intergenerational cycle of, of dieting, of body shame, of, of food concerns along the way. Right. Yeah, that is um, definitely a big concern with a lot of my doula clients. And I used to teach an eight week class where um, one of the weeks in that was all about body image. And it was amazing how many women really struggle with the changes in their body during pregnancy. And then how they perceive themselves or even, you know, society in that weight gain and the, the need to feel like you're, you know, able to lose it quickly. And just, there's a lot of stress around that. So mm-hmm. I know in your um, cookbook, you talk about the importance of nutrition and, you know, just nourishing yourself, especially for breastfeeding moms. Can you talk a bit more about the importance of, you know, even having some of the snacks in your recipes throughout the day to, you know, keep up the endurance during the healing time? Hey, Alyssa here. I'm just popping in to tell you about our course called Becoming. Becoming a mother is your guide to a confident pregnancy and birth, all in a convenient six-week online program. From birth plans to sleep training and everything in between, you'll gain the confidence and skills you need for a smooth transition to motherhood. You'll get live coaching calls with Kristen and myself, a bunch of expert videos, including chiropractic care, pelvic floor physical therapy, mental health experts, breastfeeding, and much more. You'll also get a private Facebook community with other mothers going through this at the same time as you to offer support and encouragement when you need it most. And then of course, you'll also have direct email access to me and Kristen in addition to the live coaching calls. If you'd like to learn more about the course, you can email us at info at goldcoastdoulas.com or check it out at thebecomingcourse.com. We'd love to see you there. Absolutely. You know, we kind of generally hear in terms of nutrition for breastfeeding, I mean, all that I heard um, when I had my daughter um, is make sure you're eating an extra few hundred calories. And that's about all I got. And keep taking your prenatal. Um, It's just so generic and, you know, so minimizing of just how important that nutrition really is. And, you know, we kind of term that postpartum period, as I'm sure you use in the language as well, the fourth trimester. And, you know, think about how much nutrition information you receive during pregnancy. I mean, every single trimester, there's you know, focus on these foods and, you know, be mindful of this and be mindful of that. And then 
as soon as you arrive in the fourth trimester, you really don't get any of that. Um, when in fact, I found in, in much of the research that our energy needs are just as high, if not higher, in the postpartum period, which makes perfect sense because your body just went through this huge change and there is a ton of healing that really has to happen on top of, you know, if you choose to and are able to breastfeed, um, it requires a lot more nutrition to be able to supply that. Um, so I'm saying energy needs needs, and I mean calories, and I, I don't typically use language of calories, um, but more so just to emphasize that your appetite is usually higher during the fourth trimester, which makes complete sense. Um, yeah. And it's really important to, you know, I use the term, I focus on intuitive eating, which I can talk about a little bit more too, but um, of course, nutrition is really important to me and important that I communicate that to my clients, but I use the practice of what I call gentle nutrition, which is, you know, we can be mindful of making sure we get enough protein, for example, or focusing on our omega-3s or calcium or vitamin D. Um, but we're also going to be flexible because postpartum, most moms don't have very much time to prepare meals or eat. Um, so we've got to be flexible with it as well. Definitely. So what about moms who either already have an allergy or need to cut out dairy based on how um, their baby's responding? What tips do you have for them? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a, a great question. I'm sure that you see it often as I do now. Um, it seems like it is happening more frequently and it's it's hard to know. Is it like chicken or the egg? Is it because we are more aware of it and we have some you know sensitivities to being on the lookout for it? Um, or is yeah. the incidence actually rising? And you know, I talked about it just briefly in the book because it's such a common concern that I hear with my clients and Um, You know, I shared some of the statistics, which is the incidence of food allergies, true food allergies in infants is very, very low. Um, I'm forgetting that percent, but I think it's down in the, you know, less than 5% of babies actually have a cow's milk protein intolerance um, or some type of other food allergy during infancy. Um, That's not to say that, you know, if you are under that small percentage, of course, that experience is still so difficult and really can be challenging to navigate. But just to point out that one of the patterns I've noticed through, you know, and this is my clinical practice, um, is that, you know, we are so quick to go to our diet as moms to think that that is the cause of what might be upsetting our babies. Um, but sometimes we're not taking that full spectrum of like, well, what's normal infant fussiness or, um, you know, could there be other kind of factors we could rule out here? We tend to kind of go to our diet and see if we need to eliminate anything. And I think that's really concerning to me as a dietitian because, it is a very, very stressful process. I never had any of these concerns with my daughter, but just the clients I've supported, um, it is so mentally stressful to think that what you're eating could be hurting or harming your baby. 
Right. Um, or, you know, is the reason that your baby isn't sleeping well or is uncomfortable. So I always say if there is any concern around food allergies, if you have looked at some of the, you know, underlying causes, and I always recommend working with a lactation consultant because there could be body tension, there could be some body work we could do, there could be positioning um, tricks we could try. Um, there's lots of different pieces that we might want to rule out first, but you know, try to work with a dietitian and lactation consultant. So that way you have the support. Um, if you do need to look at your diet and eliminate anything, because going it on your own can be so stressful and so isolating. And, you know, moms usually don't come to me until they're eating only a handful of foods and they are, are tearful and at their wits end because they don't have anything to eat. And they're so scared of hurting their baby. Um, so there's a lot of moving pieces there, but those are some of my thoughts on the food allergy piece. Right. And then another topic that a lot of my clients have concerns with, um, is related to wanting to have a, a nutritious diet. And as you mentioned, not having the time or necessarily energy when you're focused on healing and nourishing baby, but well-meaning friends and family members bring food, but it's not necessarily the healthiest or best food for them to be having in the postpartum, the postnatal phase. So -hmm. what advice do you have to um, encourage family members other than gifting them your cookbook potentially? (laughs) I love that idea. (laughs) Yes. That's come up um, a few times. We talked about, you know, how great would it be to not only gift a new mom the cookbook, but for someone else to like, you know, for mom to like tab some of the recipes and share it with her postpartum doula or share it with her family. Um, you know, if they're offering to set up a meal train, I think that would be my hope for every mom or new family um, is to have that kind of support. But you can also use the postnatal cookbook prenatally and do some batch cooking. I know most of my clients will start to do some batch cooking towards the ends of their pregnancy just to kind of stock up a little bit. Um, But it's nice to have the recipes in the postnatal cookbook because they're already going to kind of meet your needs when you arrive home and you're in that phase. So that can be one option that you can, you know, uh, consider as well. Yeah, that's great advice. So I love the idea of batch cooking and my clients do that. They don't necessarily you know, have those recipes in mind. They're just finding easy, freezable food. So thinking ahead about the nutrition that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, so what advice do you have um, for clients who again, are in that they're pregnant, they're nearing, um, you know, they're in their second or third trimester and they're really trying to keep as nourished as possible. And I know this is a postnatal cookbook, but you mentioned they can use the recipes throughout pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So optimizing nutrition. Um, yeah, I'd love some tips on that for my pregnant client. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, I think overall in terms of what you can do during pregnancy to prepare for nutrition and for recovering postpartum, um, 
you know, what comes to mind is some of the big ones. So making sure that you are stocked up on quick and easy proteins. Um, those typically take the longest to cook and are really important, especially during the third trimester is there's a lot of growth and development happening. Um, usually moms are pretty fatigued at that time and point in pregnancy too. So having some quick options, um, and that might mean, you know, getting a rotisserie chicken, using some, um, frozen turkey meatballs and having some of those maybe more prepared foods. And you can be mindful about what you're selecting, but they can be really helpful and really practical to kind of support that transition over um, as you're kind of nearing the end of your pregnancy. I also really encourage, um, you know, towards the end of pregnancy, continuing to be really mindful about your omega-3 intake. Okay. So omega-3s are, you know, primarily found in like our, our fatty fish, like our salmon, um, and of course you can take an omega-3 supplement, but it's one of the nutrients that we know is so impactful for brain health for baby. And also for mom, um, during breastfeeding is one of the nutrients that can really change in their breast milk. So that's one I really love to help moms focus on as well. So do you have any other tips or suggestions for our listeners? In terms of general postpartum, um, I really think having that support and having a postpartum plan, and you could probably speak to this as a, a doula and the postpartum doulas that you work with, um, is really thinking about and preparing for the fourth trimester. And I'm hopeful that we're doing a better job of supporting moms and parents of moving towards that because I think the focus has been on preparing for pregnancy, preparing for the birth. And, you know, when moms get to the other side, so to speak, it's like, wow, I wish I would have prepared and known what to expect in the fourth trimester. I wish I would have known, you know, had a lactation consultant on call. I wish I would have, um, you know, hired a postpartum doula and all those different pieces that really help you once baby is in your arms. So I really think being skillful and mindful about having a postpartum plan and getting that support in place, um, whether it's around, you know, how are you going to get your grocery shopping done or who's going to be preparing meals for you um, can be so, so, so helpful for that transition to the fourth trimester. I agree. We talk about that with our clients that you do so much planning um, during pregnancy for the birth, but then thinking about communicating your needs with family and friends and setting up expectations and a plan for support after baby is so crucial. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So Jaren, um, I know that your book came out in December of 2020. I'd love to hear about how things are going with the release and our listeners um, would love to, of course, know how to find it and find you directly. So if you could share some of that information, that'd be great. Absolutely. Yes, it's going great. I mean, I'm really enjoying actually seeing um, individuals cook the recipes and hearing thoughts and feedback. It's such a a unique feeling to kind of put something out into the world and see how it's really being received. So it's been really cool to see how <clears throat> moms are actually using it in this way during postpartum. So um, if you're interested on my website, my website is full circle. So um, it's just F-U-L-L -L, and then circle is C-R-C-L.co. 
And I actually am sharing a free sample of the book just so you can see my recipes and just make sure that they sound good to you. Um, I put in a, a small excerpt from one of the chapters as well. So, you know, if you're not ready to buy, you can download that free excerpt first. Um, and then you can also find the book on my website as well, or you can go on Amazon. Um, it's also available at some of the major retailers like Barnes and Noble, um, Books a Million, and, and some of those stores as well. But um, um, my website is the best place to find it and get a little bit more information. And you're on some other social media channels as well, correct? Instagram and yeah, I'm more active on Instagram. I use it to try to provide some quick tips and little mini tutorials for moms um, if you're hopping on there. So you can find that through my website, but it's also, you know, at full circle and just an underscore. So I'd love to connect with you there. Thanks so much for having this conversation with me. Thank you, Jaren. It was great to chat and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Ask the Doulas. For more information about Gold Coast Doulas, visit us on our website, goldcoastdoulas.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Thank you. Remember, these moments are golden.